Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin as we tackle the hits, Diane Young, off of the third LP, Modern Vampires of the City. Would you, where would you say this ranks in terms of recognizability for Vampire Weekend? It's got to be up there. Um, like Top three? It's I, It has to be, right? I mean, it was at least a single. And it's so funny because at this point, you and I are so far removed from what, like, the popular songs are. But it's got to be. I mean, this they performed this on SNL. Like, this was released as a single. I mean, apart from A-Punk and, like, I don't even know. That might be the only other I would, one. Like, I would say A-Punk's Holiday. one. Mm, oh, yeah, because of commercials. I don't yeah. know if that counts. I was going to say um, Harmony Hall as the third one. I guess, yeah, some of this LP4 stuff has gotten gotten significant. Oh, actually, play. this life got a lot more radio play. That's, than yeah, Hall, and that gets Hall. used in commercials a lot, too. Um, anyway, the point being that this is, this is a, a top song for recognizability because it's one of those that's a banger, just straight up. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. It's, there aren't that many Vampire Weekend songs that actually, like, properly rock. But I mean, like, this is a very, like, I mean, it's got distorted guitar. It's that very stereotypical, like, 12-bar blues, like, rock and roll chord progression. Like, it's a rock song. And, mm-hmm. like, if, if it's fast and it's loud, it's got a good beat. People are going to like it. And guess what? We like it. It's a very good song. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, with the demo, the band actually d- didn't want to include it in the album and really uh, ariel said that he saw some some potential and they worked on it and got it onto the album i'm assuming the demo probably was a lot more subdued than what they had initially yeah um yeah ariel said quote we had been working on beautiful down tempo songs and i felt that the record was missing some high energy stuff i'd heard the demo of diane young but they dismissed it as a boring rockabilly song. So I asked to have a go at it. So it was rockabilly at the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. I guess Worship You is a fast song on the album. But besides that, Fingerback is fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are not in the same vein as this song. Um, yeah, I was reading the Pitchfork article about this album. And it was, they were talking kind of about, you know, the dissonance of like, you know, fast songs and like what they were trying to find with the album um and they were talking i mean at least this is the opinion of the authors that it was more relaxed and i never really got that feel um i i guess i see where they're coming from this is not a relaxed song though for sure yeah, for sure definitely this is actually one of the few vampire weekend songs where ezra has explained the meaning before yeah it's 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 actually it's it's fairly clear and it's almost interesting it's he made it's almost like he picked a low-hanging fruit because like i don't want to say there's not depth to this song but like it's not like it's super super layered or anything you know it just seems it just seems like it's a fairly general critique yeah i think the music video adds some stuff but Mm -hmm. um the song itself you're right it's it's a lot more surface level than what we're kind of used to at this point yeah yeah Ezra said I quote the narrator's voice is critical you're effing around doing all this shit but then they have their own doubts I live my life in self-defense I love the past because I hate suspense 
And that felt very true of a certain type of person, which sometimes I think is me, who is ultimately a coward and maybe secretly envious of people who really don't give a F, end quote. I would argue that the only kind of people that truly don't give a, give an F are <laughs> like psychopaths, like Ted Bundy. Like, it's funny, when I, when I listen to this song and I think about the lyrics, there's two types of people that like immediately come to mind. One is like the like catch me if you can, like Frank Abagnale, like I'm flouting the rules because I think I'm smarter than everybody. And maybe I am smarter. The other person that comes to mind is a psychopath, someone who like truly believes they are better than other people and like are killing people and getting away with it. Um, and like, it seems like the songwriter, Ezra in this case, is, is, is critiquing this in a far more general sense. Um, I was thinking about it if if perhaps the band knew somebody who you know was living fast and dying young and they were writing this kind of in like a, a subtweet fashion to them and I feel like that's not super applicable because it sounds like the description you just read is a little bit more general about how like I wish I like could be a little bit more out there and doing my own thing and not caring as much yeah when I uh, think of the person that's describing I typically think of the like literature like from the 40s and 30s where they're just kind of partying all the time and not really caring and just kind of I don't know like some of the stuff the, the book that really comes to mind or the two are Great Gatsby and then also um, The Sun Also Rises by Hemingway where they're just constantly going out and drinking and that's kind mm -hmm. of all they do. And they're written to be this exaggeration of a character where they, you view their life and you're just like, I can't even do that if I wanted to. Um, oh yeah. And that's kind of the impression I got when hearing about this person that just kind of does what they want, uh, sets a car on fire and doesn't really care yeah and it's weird because when you read a book like Gatsby by the end of the book you realize oh I don't want to be any of these characters yeah. <laughs> you know but at the same time we still have our narrator in this case critiquing but also you know is acting in jealousy towards these people that live large live fast and it's like despite the fact that you know you don't want to be that person, there is still something attractive about that lifestyle, which is mm -hmm. funny, you know? Like, we all get caught up in super superficial moments. You know, we all feel inadequate at times. We think, I wish I could live faster. I wish I could be cooler, you know? And it's like, stuff happens. Yeah, definitely. Don't want to die young. <laughs> so, um, interestingly... Since we came straight from Yahe before this, there's two two big links, I think, between the two songs, even yeah. though they have very different meanings. Um, so the first one being Vampire Weekend, for some reason, was really loving uh, homophone. What is it? Is it homophones? Homophones. But I, is is that the term when it's like... I guess it sounds similar enough. Yeah, yeah homophone, homophone. Is, is what you're looking for. It's not yeah. they, words that sound the same. Yeah. Yeah. So Yahweh being Yahweh, Diane Young being dying young. Um, so they they were really into it, this album for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then the other link I have 
is uh, both have really weird sound <laughs> effects throughout with the vocals. Oh my gosh. The Yahe has the chipmunk things that some people hate for some reason. And then Diane Young has the low voice that everyone loves like <laughs> well it's totally it's totally beach boys i forget oh, who yeah. who in the beach boys did the super low vocal parts but i mean that's what immediately when it comes to mind and then there, of course Some there's that guitar that surf rock guitar thing they do um i mean that's totally what they're going for they were going for a classic like an old school rock and roll song um oh yeah i freaking love the little like bassy vocal parts that's that's just awesome yeah i actually just uh watched love and mercy which is a biopic on brian wilson of the beach boys oh really uh, i'd love to see that yeah it's on hbo HBO brian brian wilson is a is a i mean a fascinating character a tragic character and like i don't i don't know if it's possible to overrate what he's done like musically well you know who plays him and the reason that i watched this this week who plays him um what what have we been talking about extensively in the past week batman yeah <laughs> so who in batman would you think plays him when did this come out this movie uh 2016 okay so it would have been recent there's actually two actors who play him because it fl- uh goes back and oh forth really in time. they wouldn't have made pattinson be brian wilson would they no (laughs) i was gonna say um shoot um oh my gosh what's his face uh glasses guy yeah the real yeah he would have yeah i I totally i totally forgot the actor's name yeah he plays the young version and then john cusack plays the old version oh no way awesome they look nothing alike but you know both do a really (laughs) good good job i gotta watch that yeah that sounds that sounds fascinating and i I didn't know there was a, a biopic about him yeah so anyway, <laughs> so those are the two links I found between both songs, and they were both singles. Fun, yeah. Nico and I have been talking a lot about the Batman this week because uh, it's it's very Great good. Movie. I'm top, not a top five film for me, maybe. As as I'm sure you guys know, I am not a I'm not with the times. I rarely go Still to see like a new Slickers movie Pizza. in the theaters. But when Nico said it was a top five movie all time, I had to go see it. It was it was excellent. It was on par with the Dark Knight. I mean, just just a tremendous, tremendous movie. Did you know Dark Knight is uh, ranked number two on movies of all time on IMDb? I thought it was four last I checked. Did it jump? Oh, is, it, is it four? It's. I thought there. it was. I thought it was Shawshank, Godfather one, two, and then. I think it's Dark Knight, Godfather One, Dark Knight, Godfather Two. Okay, something like that. I mean, it's just, and I, 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 I said this to you earlier in the week, but how often do you have a movie that that's that long that holds your attention the entire time? Yeah. Like Inception is like that as well, and I think Inception is very highly rated on IMDb too. Um, but I mean, just just an amazing, amazing movie. Super well shot, super pretty. Um, Nirvana. I mean, all that stuff. I, I saw the tweet. I think I shared it with you about how they didn't make Robert Pattinson the cool kind of emo. They made him the uncool kind of emo, which really <laughs> made for the movie. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and then you got Zoe Kravitz, which Zoe Kravitz, yeah, wow, fantastic. Yeah, it's <laughs> need, need need we say more? <laughs> so anyway, um, so we can dive into the the lyrics. Let's get into it. Uh, so verse one starts, you torch the sob like 
how is it pronounced? Sab, sob? Sob, yeah. Sob, like a pile of leaves. I've, I'd gone to find some better wheels. So I looked this up. So I, I had a friend in high school who drove a Saab. Um, do you know anything about the car manufacturer? No, no clue. So Swedish company. Uh, they were actually founded in the late 30s as a aircraft manufacturer uh, to make planes for World War II. Um, and they got they started making cars. Um, interestingly, they filed for bankruptcy in 2011. So oh. timing-wise, I think that to be very interesting that we're specifically talking about this like legacy automobile brand that like was and is generally well regarded and then all of a sudden like right around this the time of this song coming out like they're very much on their way out like very much living in the past when you're talking about a sob mm, i see yeah they they for the initial video that accompanied the song they came out with a music video later on which we'll talk about later but for the initial video, it's just a clip of a sob being burnt. Um, and supposedly it was only 10 seconds of footage, but just a thousand frames incredibly. a second or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was controversy because the people they bought it from did not realize that it was going to be burned and were not happy about that. I, I was thinking about this and it's like, if I sold my car, part of me like, doesn't care but you're right part of it would be like well, i want to sell this car to somebody who's going to use it it might have something to do with the fact that they closed down in 2011 so they were already shut down so it's not like, like more were being made right it's true it's a it's it's an old school car brand i mean there were convertibles too they were nice looking vehicles yeah hmm. yeah i guess you know if you get rid of something that you cared for you'd want it to be continued to be cared for and you could be upset that that they would get used inappropriately. I did see somewhere that somebody, that the band like was obviously like upset that they had come back to them and said like, why'd you destroy it? Because they never intentionally misled anybody. Yeah. Because typically I mean, when, you know, typically when you sell, you know, your car, you you don't ask like, hey, you're going to destroy it. You're going to set it on fire. Yeah. Um, but apparently <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I'm not a car guy myself, so I can't relate to that. But um, I I would think if I sold my base and someone just destroyed it right in yeah, front of me, you'd be a little I'd upset. That's yeah. the same thing. Like, think of any luxury item you have. I would I would be a little upset if I sold if I sold my base or my Telecaster. Same deal. Um, it's like imagine you sold your house, like your child at home, and it's like, yeah, you're just done. Torched it. <laughs> For those, if anyone doesn't know, uh, I convinced Kevin to buy a base recently. So I, I had wanted to for a group. while. I bought a, a beautiful, beautiful Olympic white uh, jazz base. Cause I mean, I, I tried a couple of P bases and it's like, I like that thump, but at the end of the day, the, the jazz base is just jazz mm, square is great. Mm, yeah. Anyway, I love the base. I'm not good at it yet, but it's nice to just have it with me and possess it so I can continue to get better at it um so nico and i are going to start a band the only double bass band um in the i world. mean i can bring out my double bass and, and then you could be a could triple you, bass could you play both at the same time is the question like getty uh, lee no, but, but instead of bass and bass. keys it's bass and other bass 
<laughs> we actually uh for a high school musical that we were doing we had one electric bass and one double bass it's that's kind of cool that's very pick. like miles davis but i mean you do you <laughs> i think it was just like there was like variety in what they wanted um i mean it's different sounds yeah mm-hmm. that new heim single has some upright bass in it which sounds sure. real nice yeah so, but I think you're spot on with the analysis that it's kind of a burning of the old and mm-hmm. bringing in of the new. So a lot of people have attributed to the band saying like, we're done with that. We're done with the preppy collegiate air. We're totally. going on to something new. So four or five meters running around the bend when the government agents surround you again. So South Bend, right? exactly south bend i don't know i don't know what they meant by this four or five meters running round the bend for some reason i don't know if this was like a racing analogy yeah or i think whatever. it is that okay because someone was saying that you torched the car could also mean you just drove really fast you just drove past them yeah for yeah. sure um and the government agents line this is the part that made me think of frank abagnale um where it's like who? you're living fast and all what's that who the um catch me if you can guy oh <laughs> yeah um that, i don't know that's what i'm thinking this, i mean i've seen the like, movie but i'm not gonna recognize the character's name like that <laughs> if you're doing it i'm sorry i'm sorry look at look at me making the esoteric reference all i know um if you're if you're the one who's flaunting the law and running from the law um all of a sudden you might get caught up with it at some point and your days are numbered you yeah. fought the law and the law wins I that's that's what came to mind for me. I don't know. What what came to mind for me was I'm listening to an audiobook on Robert Oppenheimer right now and literally like half of every chapter is just like at this time in his life the CIA or the FBI was listening to his conversations and was under the assumption that he was a member of the Communist Party. Then like the next chapter at this point they believed he wasn't in the next chapter at this point he might have been <laughs> so, so, so was there a reason to like, believe that he was act- sorry I, I, was, I was i'm distracted from the point but i was curious if there was reason to believe he was actually working for the enemy oh never that but um he was active in like the his uh local communist party okay before world war ii but he was never an official member but a lot of people think it was because they knew he'd be important and so they never wanted to tie him to to it but I see. also like after world war ii he dropped or during the start of world war ii when he got involved in the manhattan project he dropped all ties to it and okay his politics changed a lot like he became decently conservative um due to his experience working with uh on that project um, even though that project made him distrust the government yeah i so, could i could i don't know i could it's imagine kind of all over the place working on the manhattan project would probably change a lot of things about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. um anyway i totally got you off off topic i was finishing uh, i was just thinking like if someone is living fast like living dangerously and just doing whatever they want that's someone who's the the fbi wants to like keep a eye on like totally yeah so that's kind of the impression i got 
yeah, I think it, it's something like that where it's like if something big and grand is happening, like, yeah, they'll have a file on you or they'll actively be after you. I think we're on the same page in a yeah. general sense. So, Diane Young won't change your mind. Baby, baby, baby. Right on time. So, there I were a couple of one th- baby. It's four babies. Baby, 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 baby. Right. Yeah, okay. There were a couple of different thoughts about what the right on time thing meant. Um, it does kind of give this feel about how it's like a natural progression that if you're living fast, you will eventually like your time's going to come up, mm-hmm. you know, that's how that kind of feels to me. Yeah. I, I almost read it as kind of a, as you were statement. Yeah. Okay. It's like, if this doesn't change your mind, then go ahead. It's your life to lose. That's fair. It's like, it's like, if you're aware of what you're doing and how it can be injurious and you're still doing it, it's like, yeah, it's, that's a good point. So is obviously Diane Young is the homophone for dying young, mm-hmm. but is there a character in this narrative that is named Diane Young? Um, well, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like, yeah, is, 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 is Diane one of the side characters? Is this kind of a general thing? Do they just pick Diane Young because they like the name? And then there's that we've talked about before that like beauty salon um, somewhere in Manhattan called Diane Young. Yeah. Um, I never really thought it was a character. I just kind of thought that they just like picked it because it sounded nice. Mm-hmm. And Ezra pretty much alluded to as much in that Pitchfork interview. He said something along the lines of like, you know, if you just call the song Dying Young, like that's really dark. But yeah. Diane Young is like a very nice sounding name. So you're kind of you're hiding it there. Yeah, and we, we've already established their love for names with Hannah Hunt mm-hmm. uh, that they've talked about extensively before. Uh, I, I definitely agree that it's not necessarily a character, but just mm-hmm. kind of a smoothing out of the dying young. Is there cool. a, is there a uh, tie-in to the Billy Joel song? <laughs> Only the good Only, die young. Only the good die young. That... Uh... It's not the first time we've talked about this song. Um, probably not. <laughs> no. There is there is a I don't know like ten year old uh, uh, boy at Target the other day when I was shopping who they had. Um, I meant to text this to you, but I forgot um, what Billy Joel song was on. Um, it wasn't moving out. Wasn't only a good that young. It was definitely Billy Joel. But the tenure My Life? No. Is it my life? I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. Yeah, it might have been. Anyway, yeah. I've been listening um, to 50 Second Street a lot recently. It's a good album. He he was they were playing it on the speakers and he was just like singing it like full heart. Yes. <laughs> No, I was just walking by. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> Nico and I were singing. Yeah, we were, we were. What was the one song we were sending back and forth the other day? It was Zanzibar. Uh, just that album in general. Yeah, Fifty Second Street. Am I? I it, right now, it's my favorite Billy Joel album. Um, he basically admitted to Zanzibar as much being his his love letter to Donald Fagan, which I thought was just beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah, but anyway, great album, great album. We really haven't talked about Billy much in relationship to Vampire Weekend, despite the you know New York connection. There really isn't any other connection. 
Well, did you say, uh, did you see the recent Billy Joel news? No. So <laughs> they, they just greenlit. Oh, this, I did see this. This, this yeah. episode is going off the tracks, but I did they see just this. greenlit a movie, a biopic about <laughs> Billy Joel, but they don't have any of the names, the, the rights to the name billy joel they don't have the rights to the music they don't have rights to the image so, so i don't they, know what they're doing <laughs> who do they clear this through i mean like wouldn't your pr i mean if you're billy wouldn't your, your legal team get on this like immediately uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know how they're gonna do maybe it. they're gonna make some sort of like i don't know like based on a real story like movie about a young musician from long island <laughs> um, it's just, it's very obviously wasn't there a 30 rock bit about this um uh, I, I like there had to have been <laughs> it's cool. like, great show but i haven't seen it great cool. show oh. anyway verse two <laughs> verse two out of control but you're playing a role do you think you can go till the 18th hole or will you flip-flop the day of the championship Try to go it alone or you're on your own for a bit. I take this in general to kind of just be like our character here, like signed up for something, in this case, a golf tournament or something. And through one way or the other, they try and like snooker their way out of it, or they try and, you know, like pull a fast one somehow and they kind of sort of get away with it. Oh, you read it um, as a literal golf. I read. I I actually read this somewhat literally. <laughs> oh, I did not. <laughs> All right. I definitely read it as um, this persona of not caring and just doing what they want is actually a role, and it's not who they actually are. Oh. And then okay. And then the 18th hole is just an analogy for something that it, you you gotta be committed and. Are you going to actually commit for the whole time? Are you going to um, withdraw? Or the 18th hole is the end of the line in the case yeah. of like, it's over, you're dead, yeah, exactly. you're done. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. I do kind of, I guess in some sense it is literal when they're saying you're playing a role. So, yeah. Yeah. Someone on Genius, I, I, I think it's a little far-fetched, but they like – thought it was a reference to john Kerry flip-flopping um <laughs> on political issues i mean yeah i guess because he's an avid golfer and was a popular pol- politician at the time they were coming up so and i mean wouldn't wouldn't yeah definitely a guy who had had opinions on the middle east during his his own yeah. presidential run so i mean that's canonical as far as i'm convinced yeah, no, I, I definitely <laughs> didn't think it was right, but <laughs> just had to mention John it. John Kerry. <laughs> it was also mentioned that John Kerry he went by JFK for a while to try that to try to feels get some real, that some, feels some really that weird. Luster. That like it'd be one thing like to just take the initials of a revered like american figure but one to be assassinated while in office like and then say i'm gonna be the new jfk it's a little <laughs> tough it's, it's a little tough yeah right before the episode i was reading up on the kennedy curse and like what happened to the other kennedy siblings and it's like it's, it's crazy it's bad yeah it's bad 
Yeah, Kennedy is wild though, because it's like by far the politician who gained the most goodwill from dying. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> like, I, what I did he I, do as president? I don't. Cuba, Cuba, I mean, Cuban Missile Crisis was kind of a big that, deal. Yeah, that like, is a big one. That but was like, about so as close as we've ever been in nuclear after war. Him. What's that? Civil rights movement didn't come until after him. No, I mean, I think I think he addressed some of that stuff before he was assassinated because I. I think Selma happened while he was in office. I'm yes. not positive on that. Yeah, but so, that was... so the impression I got was he was just like kind of pushing it off and not wanting to actually do anything about it. And then like LBJ the best... was kind of the same too, to be well, fair. Yeah. But then LBJ was like, let's actually just take advantage of JFK dying and use him as like a martyr to like pass this bill. <laughs> yeah. Fair. So LBJ was a character on his own. So, and then, yeah, <laughs> some of the and stories then, coming out of that presidency are wild. And then it all got him was getting Nixon elected in 68. So, it's like, what does that really do for you? Yeah. <laughs> because Nixon, of course, the, the stalwart of, of, of progressive thought in the 60s. Yeah, presidencies are weird. People, to be fair, Nixon did go to like China. You got to give like, him credit for that. People act like Trump is uh, the first president who was like had a lot of things going on. <laughs> Nixon was freaking wild, man. So I think it's just a lot of it was we didn't have as much access to news. I think it's what it is. Like people talk about like, oh, I wish I lived during like unprecedented times. Like living in the 60s and the 70s would have been. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say it was better. Oh, because, Twitter? Like, Twitter during Vietnam would have been crazy. But, like, that's what I'm saying is that, like you just said, the difference in the information is fascinating. Like, imagine about learning about Watergate through a newspaper. Yeah. Like, and, and like, people are saying hearsay. And, like, if you hear a guy say something on the bus, like, you'd actually give it credence because, like, you don't know where you've heard it from. Yeah. Like, that's wild to me. I saw like, occasionally, some... occasionally you run into folks, like, on the like train or the bus and it's oftentimes homeless folks who like don't yeah. necessarily have as much access to information like i heard a guy asking the other day about like the war in ukraine and it's like if he doesn't have a cell phone like he's gonna hear about that stuff in the paper or like what he hears mm-hmm. in the street it's like that's i don't want to say it's like a relative antiquity but it's like we all know when things happen like immediately yeah like tom brady unretired a few minutes ago and we wouldn't know about it until like tomorrow morning because there'd be like a press release and he'd have to say it then but instead we all know immediately because he can just tweet it out that's true that's true someone asked breaking on news in case anyone hadn't checked yet <laughs> someone asked on twitter recently uh what would be the wildest day in history for twitter to exist during? <laughs> and pretty much everyone agreed was world war ii or like the assassination of uh france ferdinand <laughs> yeah france ferdinand would be sick um, not sick. Sick. <laughs> not, not sick. I mean, <laughs> demented, twisted. Um, I just got, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Cuban Missile Crisis would be pretty <laughs> freaking wild. Well, how much of that was public information, though? But, like, think about how much we kind of sort of know about what's going on in Ukraine all of a sudden. Like, yeah. like the Kiev Independent, like, they're just tweeting stuff all the time, yeah. you know? I mean, and who knows how much of it's true, you know, I mean, I want to give them credit where credit's due, but there's also that, you know, like that rap TV account that's going around right now too, just yeah. taking fun stuff out. 
Yeah. I don't mean oh, to slander boy. the Cuban independent people. It's just like, I mean, I'm sure they're doing a great job. It's just like the fog of war gets everybody. Yeah. Mass communication. Wild. Wild. Anyway. Well, how did we get there? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think we went JFK. I think we JF, uh, John, yeah, we went JFK. But we're not even on the Kennedy line yet. We were talking about <laughs> John Kerry. <laughs> so now when we get to the line about the Kennedys, we have to talk about the 04 presidential election. <laughs> Oh, man yeah so a lot of repeating lyrics right after this but then you get "Ooh, you let him go da, 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 da. um i don't really know if that means anything but that is a new lyric so i should mention that i think a lot of this song is just sound, stuff that sounds cool like the theme is like a little bit more general like like you said that we're used to yeah and a lot of like the babies just sound cool you know i will say the Ooh, let it go sounds cool that's true the last verse has a lot of other lyrics that I think they're meant to sound like different lyrics, but we'll get to that. Okay. Anyway, just based on what you're saying about sounds, I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of the words were chosen strictly based on that. So verse three, the Kennedy line, take it away. Irish and proud baby naturally, but you got the luck of a Kennedy. That's the best line of the entire discography right there. So grab the, what's what's that? Yeah, I'll take that one. Even though I know nothing about Irish Catholicism. Um, (laughs) Irish and proud baby naturally, but you got the luck of a Kennedy. So grab the wheel, keep holding it tight till you're driving off in the black of the night. And then we get the in Diane will change your mind line. Um, Wait. You have till you're driving off into the black of the night. That's what I got from Google. What do you have it as? Till you're tottering off into that good night. Into that good night? Yeah, this is genius. I mean, which one is official? Okay, what 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 is verse four? I'm curious, because that's the verse that I thought okay. was saying different things. Verse four is, nobody knows what the future holds. Says it's bad enough just getting old live my life they say it's too fast you know i love the oh okay keep going you know i love the past because i hate suspense yeah that's different okay so so genius is right because ezra confirmed the live my life in self-defense line that you were had a different thing in verse four on but okay that, that is interesting i've been copying all of these from google like the entire time we've done this and on occasion there will be like one word off yeah but that i mean this is a pretty significant detour yeah wow okay I mean, to be fair verse three doesn't really change the meaning no i mean it's still talking about like <laughs> grab the wheel keep on holding it tight till you die <laughs> yeah i don't way. i don't think there's anything deeper there you just like hey you're living large something bad's gonna happen if you know that just keep going man keep doing you no additional commentary on irish and proud um i mean i could go for hours but i mean how much how much do you want me to uh how much you want me to do we just we just celebrated um saint patrick's day observed in chicago yesterday um because for whatever reason we don't do it on the saturday it's actually closer to saint patrick's day we're doing it the previous saturday i don't really know how that works um it's beautiful, you know, because as an Irish Catholic person who is becoming more and more aware of, you know, what Irish heritage is like and, you know, the culture there, not only in the antiquity, but in modern times. And then, you know, to celebrate what feels like a national holiday um, for the city is very cool. Very, very cool. 
um, running the Shamrock Shuffle next weekend. A uh, friend of the show, Will, is actually going to be in town, which is very exciting. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he's in town. I got to text him about that. <laughs> but anyway, it's going to be like a festival type atmosphere. Um, Notre Dame's in the tournament. It's going to be a great week. Um, all sorts of fun Irish things happening. Um, you yeah. Know, just uh, proud to be Irish. This this might get me some flack, but a lot of times uh, I forget Irish people exist. <laughs> <laughs> like in the U.S. at least. <laughs> i mean like i don't know i i mean i definitely remember at notre dame everyone being like yeah i'm like part irish and i was just like i've what like i had never met an irish person until i came here for college so obviously i'm not going to compare i'm not going to compare the plight of irish and italians to like people that were actually enslaved in this country or like had genocide committed against but the underdog history of irish and italian immigrants is fascinating um yeah. in this country and also you say the same about like eastern europeans like there's a great polish population in chicago as well um but like deep deep history i mean it's it's a it's a big freaking deal yeah i just like boston is like that like I'm you just, know like boston is there's so many freaking irish people in boston it's crazy well i just think it's crazy that i like literally never you, met one in you in forgot I... <laughs> so are there are there, there's no Irish people in Texas? I mean, wasn't there like that war where the Irish people fought with the Mexicans? There was definitely something like about. this. Yes. Okay. I took Texas history, but I don't know if you remember that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Seventh grade Texas history. We we did Wisconsin history in fourth. They they oh, really? they they gave but it to you guys it a later. Whole year? It was it was like a quarter. No, ours is a whole year. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Texas history, like, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, you guys were your own separate country for a while. Yeah. Te- Texas yeah. history is had, fascinating. We had five, no, four countries. No, we had three European countries colonize us before. Six flags. We talked about this. No, no, I'm wrong. Two. Two, but there were other Call, uh settlements that's what it was so there was what was settlements it? but they spain? didn't officially colonize it so spain i think france at one point okay mexico texas confederacy US. unfortunately and then, and then yeah US the, and the texas Confederate states of america um but i think like german settlements existed too okay and so it was those three European countries, Spain, France, and Germany. Anyway. Irish and proud, baby. Well, this is this is our this is our most varied episode yet. Are there are there any Irish in the band? Oh. I mean, Ezra and Rostam are not. I actually don't think so. I think they're actually let me see. So now let's see. Chris Thompson. Out. His father, Chris Thompson's dad, is Irish and Ukrainian, interestingly enough. Um, Topical. Yeah, topical, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I'm learning more about Ukraine now than I ever knew. I was listening to an NPR podcast about Ukrainian history. Um, Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm not seeing anything about 
Bayo, but CT's so he's Irish. a first cousin of Scott Bayo, so there's probably something on Scott Bayo. Okay, what do we got on Scott? Son of Italian immigrants. So, yep, probably Italian. First cousin once removed. Mario Bayo, that that's a name right there. He's also a cousin of uh, Steve Buscemi. So Scott Bayo, political party Republican. It's all, it's always fun when you just have random little things like in your in your bio. <laughs> Relatives Jimmy Bayo, but not but not Chris because like I guess he's not. It's just like enough. I don't know. But, but then Jimmy hey, Bayo has Jimmy Bayo has as Chris in his like first line of his of his wikipedia page really <laughs> so it depends i mean it's, on the it's wikipedia no one's vetting this no and one really steve cares buscemi has no one on his i mean because he's steve buscemi i mean he's been doing it at the highest level for like freaking 40 years now it seems <laughs> okay so now we have this last verse that apparently i have written incorrectly Yes. So I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to read this again for me. Nobody knows what the future holds, and it's bad enough just getting old. Live my life in self-defense. You know I love the past because I hate suspense. The self-defense thing I think plays into the idea of the you're playing a role, you know. Like you're mm-hmm. maybe not maybe not scared of your like inner personality but you're uncomfortable with it so you're instead electing to play a different role you uh, know? No, I, and, I, and... I definitely think it's uh, more the person responding to the person who lives fast oh you're saying that you're saying that they're defending against the rough and tumble lifestyle of yeah. the fast person okay because you know I love the past because I hate suspense. They're saying they're the opposite of what that other person is. Okay. That they, just like Ezra said in his quote, how he's ultimately a coward and maybe secretly envious of those people. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll hear that. Open, I, open I don't know what I, what I thought of in my head just now. I like the way it hurt, but also your way makes a lot of sense too. So I'll give you that. The, so I always thought live my life in self-defense actually sounded like live my life and save the best. And then oh. the next line, you know, I love the past because I hate suspense. I thought, was, you know, I love the past because I use suspense. I use, I think hate suspense makes a little bit more sense here because it's the idea of I, st- I really like the idea you posited earlier about how this person is playing a role by being fast and loud and you think about this character potentially being scared of their actual like internal monologue or who they really are as a person and they're uncomfortable with it and you're like living in the past or trying to relive a past experience because you find some comfort in that um you know, like when things are bad, you just remember when, you know, like Notre Dame beat Clemson two overtimes, you know, stuff like that. Like it just, you want to remember the good times. I mean, really? that's all it is. Really? Yeah, no, I think you're right. But it is interesting that the words are kind of manipulated to be unclear. That's cool, though. I never really knew what he was saying here. Um, it did sound like self-defense, and it's weird that my lyrics say, live my life. They say it's too fast. 
Um, that's that's so many more syllables. It's way like, no, I, I I agree. Now that I'm like seeing it written out like that, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. Incredible, um, but that's pretty much it. So. I did want to talk about the music video for a bit. Yeah, the only other note I had in here was that talking about how our character might be reflecting on the past and living in the past, I was reminded um, of another great philosopher who once said, rock forever 21, but just turned 30. I'm blinking, man. Oh, come on! Bound 2 by Kanye. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Kanye, but I didn't know which song revoke my wavy card Take yeah it. it's done. i was gonna say <laughs> how dare you <laughs> um anyway yeah let's get into the music video yeah so definitely based on the last supper mm-hmm. um a biblical event but also painting by leonardo da vinci mm-hmm. and you got some pretty uh big guest stars in it you got uh santa gold uh dirty projectors frontman dave longstreff uh, brother of american painter jake longstreff walkman <laughs> frontman uh, hamilton lighthouser sky fieriera and chromio's david mcplavich and patrick gamale <laughs> so many words I, there i love i i love when i love when someone starts with star-studded cast you recognize like maybe two of the names <laughs> I, was, I was kind of joking but also i don't know no i mean, I, mean I saw i also saw it's like oh there's a there's a there's a real lot of heavy hitters in this one and it's like i wouldn't know about the dirty projectors if it wasn't for this freaking band <laughs> but you know santa gold right no what really no huh you gotta remember who you're talking to here. <laughs> Santa Santa Gold. Like S-A-N-T-I-G-O-L-D. She had some hits. She's also collabed with Tyler to create a decent amount. American singer and songwriter. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I'd like the music. I've just never heard of her before. And then Ezra's done some stuff with Chromio. Um, yes, I knew the Chromio you, stuff. You also have um Andrew Padlowski in it. Okay. Do you know who that is? I know some list mentioned him as a close friend of Ezra's, but I don't know who the guy is otherwise. He is the second member in La Home Run. Oh, no he way. Was also, he was also in Sophisticuffs. Royalty. Royalty. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the, it's directed by, um, by Primo Khan, who also plays the Jesus figure in the okay. Balaclava. Yeah, I wasn't sure who the ski mask Jesus was, but I that's that's good to know that we yeah, actually have a so we have an idea on the guy. It's a resurgence of the balaclava. I know it's back. What song was it? And again, um, horchata. Yeah. Yep. So and then Kanye was wearing a balaclava on the for the Jesus cartoon yeah. bound too. He knew yeah. we were going to have this conversation. All comes full circle. Yeah, we have so we have Ezra playing the role of Judas, so which is fascinating. The, the and then the I guess the other band members are just other apostles in that case, just hanging out. Yeah, so Rostam is Marilyn uh, Magdalene, 
and then the other ones are just hanging out Mm -hmm. the rhythm section like the random apostles whose names you don't remember those guys i just (laughs) yeah i just love chris bayo just hugging and kissing an espresso machine the whole video (laughs) there's no reason for it it's It's like you're you're being told to do one thing um the other highlight from the video was the guy who was you know smoking just copious amounts of marijuana out of a saxophone that was that that was a good shot um not a drug guy myself but that did look interesting (laughs) and then (laughs) and then you have uh chris thompson uh getting in a yelling fight with the two members of chromio Mm -hmm. so that's fun that was fun that's an argument that Chromio. Like someone, one of them spits at him. I guess the first, I guess this time, I, this time around that I watched it, I didn't pay too close attention to what was going on in the background. But yeah, there's all sorts of hoodoo, hoodoo, things on fire. Well, confetti. then, then Chris Thompson shows up shirtless at one point. The shirtless part was kind of funny. Yeah. Video. CT's always kind of got fun vibes. Do you think there's a some meaning in the fact that the balaclava Jesus is always looking at a phone. Maybe balaclava Jesus is our narrator. And maybe Mm -hmm. like the looking at the phone standoffish is kind of like the guy standing in the corner of the party meme. He's like, I don't know. I'm doing X, Y, Z kind of guy. And it's kind of this tug and pull of, you're critiquing the fast and loud lifestyle, but at the same time, you are jealous. So you're kind of just standing there looking at your phone. I see. Also, one one question to ask is, is Balaclava Jesus the name of our band? I'm going to write it down. That's really good. <laughs> I, it's, that's really, really good. Balaclava <laughs> Jesus. Um. I haven't added a band name in a couple of days since last. Oh wait, weekend. yeah, you have, you have like a list, right? Yeah, I've, so since since May of 2017, um, we've been writing down names of bands or album names, like things you hear, things you say, and you're just like, that sounds like a good name. Um, so I've been doing it for what? I guess that's like five or six years now. Um, and I think we're probably at like 1500 total names. Oh my I haven't like, I haven't backed up the name. Yeah. I haven't backed up the list in a while. The last time I took like a census of it was, you know, March of 2020 when we had nothing to do. Um, and I, we were, I believe over a thousand at that point. You, you um, need to put it on like a Google drive doc. So that's the thing. It's, it's, it's uploaded. It's, it's on a, a notes app on my phone. Right. Yeah. So at, at some point, I think that gets updated to the cloud because I mean I, I have would, some cloud I support there. I should yeah. back it up. I should back it up. Absolutely. And I just haven't gotten around to it recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's legitimately my life. Book. What's that? It can be your first book. It's just like a coffee table book of album names. Yeah. Yeah. No, of band I mean, names. I, I truly do consider it my life's work at this point. And I also consider it to be our list because so many people are aware of it now that they'll just send me things or like i'll be with a group and they'll like understand it um but yeah it's my great it is my greatest accomplishment i think at this point you gotta share some with the the feed the vampire weekly feed yeah what do you guys it's and the best part about it is you know like you read you show somebody the list and like 
they'll scroll all the way to the top and like they'll take note of different ones like every now yeah. and then you'll give some of the list and then like they'll say aloud a name that you even forgot was there um which is just funny um there's probably a few dozen on here I would actually use um, because just because they sound good doesn't mean it's the sort of thing that I would actually use, but a fair amount of these I would totally use. Balaclava Jesus is really good though. I like that a lot. Definitely has like a, I don't even know what the vibe would be. That Cause the other thing we've talked about is you can, you can consult for bands. Cause the idea is, is you want to be able to create a vibe or mm-hmm. curate a vibe as well, you know, um, and talk with the band about like what kind of what kind of music you want to be a part. What's your like on stage aesthetic like? And then you help them find that name. For and sure. the, the real catch would be that you lease the name of the band. They don't actually own the band name, so you you get oh a little bit of the dough. <laughs> Official jobs description: curator of vibes. Yeah, vibe vibe curator. <laughs> Sounds oh, like a job man. I'd have at Friday Beers Incorporated or something. <laughs> that is the thing. Um, yeah, so do you think there's any significance to the fact that the Last Supper was a Passover meal? Just with the Jewishness of modern vampires of the city? I think, I mean, I, I think it just makes a lot of sense as like a famous setting for a transitional and momentous occasion um you know because like we all know what happens after the last supper i mean jesus dies jesus is killed um so i think having some sort of finality to that and some sort of celebration i think it's poignant like regardless of whether or not like there's like a jewish element to it yeah yeah no i I don't think it has much to do with the song but i just thought it was interesting it is interesting for sure we also have Chris Thompson wearing a Nets shirt. I saw that. It was very cool. That's one today. Chris Bio, Chris Bayo actually is using the espresso machine that I have. So you have an espresso machine? I didn't know that. I recently acquired one based Ooh, on my move. That's exciting. It came with the house. Oh, okay. That's right. I don't own it. Okay. <laughs> but I looked it up and it's like almost a thousand dollars. Dude, so. like if that's your thing, those espresso machines seem kind of worth it, but like they are super, super expensive. Yeah, you have to make you have to make like what two hundred of them for it to start being yeah. Worth it and you want because of the coffee, so it's probably like two hundred fifty. But espresso beans aren't like super expensive. Yeah, I mean, if you want good ones, yeah, I guess it's a good point. You you want to buy quality, man. Although yeah, I will I mean, say it's I have probably some, like twenty dollars a bag. I have some friends in Chicago that have gone high end when it comes to you know buying, preparing like coffee at home, and it's the best. It's one of the best cups of coffee you've ever had. So oh it's yeah! Like, if you I know mean, what you're I, doing and you do it right, it's like awesome. I mean, that's what I do. Like that's where I spend a lot of my. It's money. beautiful. Coffee. You got that little French press for camping, didn't you? Uh, Aeropress, yeah. And then yeah. I have a Chemex for home, and then I have the espresso yeah. machine. And then I have a cold brew maker for afternoons. That's beautiful. We're, we're vibing. Maybe one of these days I'll get there, but right now I don't care enough. Like, I like a really good cup of coffee, but I don't, I don't need it yet. 
Mm, yeah, we all have our vices, you know? Yeah, I transitioned, um, like, this past weekend. I went straight from finishing baking a loaf of bread to cooking my lunch straight to making an espresso. It's I was like, this is my peak. It's actually really <laughs> impressive because, you know, Nico was, was sending me all these, like, wonderful homemade meals, like all these chores he's taking care of. And meanwhile, I spent a night at my parents' house in my childhood bedroom and then drank all day at a bar yesterday. Hey, I mean, there's room for both of those things. I think, I think, I think it's actually healthy to be fratty like twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a graduation for me. Exactly. Out. It was, it was yesterday and it was, it's going to be graduation. For those who don't know, me and Kevin are, this episode is all over the place was, I mean, well, I mean, we only have a few more <laughs> we're this, is, this is penultimate until lp5 so we gotta get a lot of our chests here so uh me and kevin were 2020 uh graduates so covid year and our graduation was delayed until may of 2021 but then covid started peaking again and so they were like we're gonna push it to may of 2022 and so all sorts that's, of runway. Yeah. That's when we're going to graduation for So we will be on campus. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. We have a friend who wants to find us. We have a friend who is graduating. Uh shout out to a friend of the show, Matt. He's graduating with his master's before he graduates with his undergrad. My sister, who is two years younger than me, is a senior at Notre Dame. Her graduation will be two weeks before mine. So, like, yeah, she is younger than me in completing her undergrad. Matt is yeah matt's getting in his masters um wow i don't do we i'm curious if we have any like members of the notre dame community who listen that aren't are like direct friends i feel like they would have i feel like they would have contacted us by now but if not let us know there's, there's always, uh, i think there's a couple twitter friends but i don't think there's anyone we just don't know <laughs> that's what that's what i'm saying like there, we, we have our internet friends that like we've met a few times in person but like ultimately you know um yeah, yeah. If, if, if if there's any connection <laughs> folks i know i know we joke about this to dm the account but it is fun to know people yeah um, i mean, to me, like, i'm not we, joking we, when i say it <laughs> we don't know you guys um i, I love i'm anonymous i'm account. somewhat anonymous on twitter um you know it's me who runs the account but i mean like say hey yeah my, winter's, my winter's the only person who's dm'd us so far i was checking your dms the other day <laughs> so hope winter's doing well i haven't talked to winter in a while but uh hope he's doing well but uh my twitter is like it's not really anonymous anymore but it's also like the name is very obviously like joking it's a ratatouille fan account and <laughs> um but the thing is a lot of like chemistry twitter has started like following me because I sometimes joke about grad school. Yeah. And I'm just like, guys, please stop. <laughs> Dude, and, and these are all official accounts. These are all like very like, this is to get me a job. And I'm like, stop this, please. Like your grad school tweets are, are your most popular ones. Your one with the yeah. Riddler the other day was like, that, that was, was pretty good. good. That was good. <laughs> I my my attitude towards the account is if you know who I am and you find it, it'll be very obvious that it's me, but otherwise you won't be able to tell it's me. Yeah. I mean like, I, was... I will occasionally post a picture of myself, but not often enough for you to like immediately be obvious that it's me. I was mostly anonymous for a long time with the uh 
picture of the one kid from from uh, the the that's such a, such a funny picture still my uh banner on my profile but. oh yeah you have to you can't get rid of it entirely yeah. it's funny because nico and i we have you know there's there's a few twitter avatars you see all the time there's the one of darth cities wearing the sunglasses there's the one of um christopher with the neck roll but you know there's occasionally like some more out there twitter avatars and you know nico and i have or in nico's case had some that were like fairly rare but on rare occasion you would run into like like i've only seen my guy out there one other time i've seen my guy once but the weird thing is his (laughs) is also titled what was it do you remember it was i forget i said it was was just the other day i saw it too yeah something fan account uh, uh, so was it like it started with a C? Was it like creepy pasta fan account? It could have been. The hard yeah. part is there's so many hot button topics out there now. You don't want people. You don't want to get canceled involuntarily. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard out there these days. Anyway, I think this pod has run its course. Yeah, I was gonna say now so, we're just, now we're just talking. Best 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 lyric. We usually do this uh, after we end recording, but Irish and proud baby naturally. But you got the luck of the Kennedy. I've been waiting for that one yeah, the entire I'll, time. I'll go. Um, There's a lot of bars the, in this song. You torch the sob like a pile of leaves. That's good. Yeah. And then top five. This life, stranger, everlasting arms. Let's go Diane Young, at least for this week. Flower moon. I'm gonna go Yahe. Don't lie. Flower moon. Unbearably white. And Diane Young. Okay. Might change. Well, it's, what's wild is like, I mean, I think both of us have agreed that like Step's going to be top five. It's the yeah, question Step of is top five. Step, what happens? Step will be fifth. Yeah. If not higher. Yeah. So hat for this week. Yeah, we, we, we know what it's going to be. It's going to be Step. Um, I don't think we missed the song. I hope we didn't no. miss the song. <laughs> Let's know um, we missed the song. The hat for this week is a is, is a golden yellow hat with a little green shamrock um, in the middle, um, because it's St. Patrick's week. Because the Irish are in the NCAA tournament once again, um, and we're Irish and proud, baby. Naturally. So tune in next week to hear us talk about the last song. Step for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. Thank you.